Hello. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, I love hearing the sound of your voice come back to me. Good morning. Welcome to Christian Layman Church. Um, Merry Christmas. Is it too early to say that? (laughs) No? All right. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, We are so glad that you're here uh, in this place, ready to worship, ready to dive into God's word together as a church family. Um, I know it's raining out there. I know it's cold, but Thank you for coming. (laughs) Um, We love when we see you guys here. Um, It's always an awesome time of worship. Um, Now, to those of you guys at our church office or streaming from home, we also want to say hello to you and welcome. Um, We're so glad you're here with us. Uh, Right now, just really quickly before we start, wherever you are, whether that's online or here, um, let's just greet one another. Just wave to someone in the back of the... Yep, there we go. Up there, we got some awesome, awesome volunteers up there heading up our sound and visuals. Awesome. Well, if you guys are excited for this today, I just want to plug really quick because it's going to be an awesome time. Is next week we have our official Christmas service here at church. So be sure to come and visit us in person. If you're at home, come in person, RSVP. Um, we also have a Christmas Eve service um, to celebrate together. Um, and so look out for all that information on there. It's just going to be a really awesome time of worship. So, yeah. Um, now this morning we're gonna we're gonna get started, and I just wanna I just wanna invite you guys to stand with me. Um, we're gonna sing some songs. We're gonna praise the Lord this morning. Um, but as we were praying, uh, I was just reminded, um, as some of us were praying, that this season of Christmas, the season of Advent, is is going by really fast, don't you think? It's already the middle of December. Christmas is two weeks away. Um, And for some of us, maybe the time has just flown by. Um, But it is in this season of Advent that we are here to slow down, um, to prepare, to prepare for the coming of the, the, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And sometimes that requires a little bit of stillness. That requires quieting our hearts and allowing ourselves to take the time to reflect on what does Christmas really mean? Who is Jesus? Why is he truly the greatest gift that we have ever been given? And that's what we're going to do today and this morning. So I'm going to pray for us. Um, And I invite you to take that time to really pray in your hearts as well. Lord, prepare my heart to be in your presence. Lord God Almighty, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for you. We thank you, Lord, that you are a loving and compassionate and gracious and kind Father um, that saw us here broken and helpless and sent us salvation, sent us the greatest gift that we've ever been given, Lord, and maybe in the most unexpected way that people in this world didn't expect a little baby to come, that you would come through a little helpless baby, and yet you did, Lord. And through that little baby, you brought life and you brought hope and peace and joy and our lives have never been the same. And so, God, this morning, we praise you for that. We thank you for that, Lord, this amazing love that you have given us. God, this morning, would you open up our hearts and our eyes and our ears to receive this gift? Maybe where hearts have been hard before, soften them, Lord. 
Allow us to open up our hands and receive the amazing gift of God that you have given us. And God, in this place, would you be glorified? Would you be stirring up our hearts with your spirit? And would you be known and seen and loved in this place? We love you so much, Lord. Would you receive the glory of this worship? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Jesus, we come before you humbly this morning as people who are broken and in need of a Savior. Lord, we don't have many gifts to give you. You have given us the most precious gift already. But today we offer up our lives. We offer up our our worship to you. At your feet, Lord, would you receive us? Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope of a life spent with you. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am.
to bow down Here I am to say that You're my God All together lovely All together worthy All together wonderful to me Here I am to worship Here I am to bow down Here I am to say that You're my God You're all together lovely All together worthy All together wonderful to me Light of the world Light of the world You step down into darkness God, this morning, we thank you once again for who you are. And we thank you, Lord, that you are the greatest gift that we have, we've ever received and ever will receive. We thank you for the life and the joy and the hope that comes with uh, salvation in your son, Jesus. We thank you that we have um, something to look forward to every single day because of what you have done. Lord Jesus, Open up our eyes this morning and our hearts to receive your message of grace and love. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may all be seated. I would like to invite up Yvonne for Community Life. Good morning, CLC. Happy Sunday. So we're deep into the Advent season, and we hope you've had a wonderful week so far. I'm Yvonne, and I'm here for Community Life in, and you have to bear with me as I channel Denny here, because this is usually his his thing. So in, in the spirit of Denny being here, simply put, The mission statement here at CLC is to make disciples who love God, love people, and who? Fat a pepper. (laughs) One way that we seek to love on our community here is connecting with you. So if this is your first time joining us, we're excited to have you. We're really excited to see all these people here. I'm really glad to see all these familiar and some new faces. We would love to get to know you and your family, and for more information about us or what we're about, you can go to our website at www.christianlayman.org forward slash contact or email us at info at Now, if you've been here with us before, you know that a personal favorite segment is Question of the Week. So, for those on the Facebook live stream or people sitting near you, how about the question and answer it? It's what is your favorite holiday beverage or treat? Mm. Eggnog. I heard eggnog. Okay. Okay. And while you're noodling on that or sharing amongst yourselves, I'm here with some announcements. So I've got four of them. And the first one is cooking with the cha. So it's iron sharpens iron today. I'm really excited about this personally because when I was pregnant, all I wanted was this tofu dish. It's this 
Korean soup, uh, Korean soft tofu soup. It's, all, it's called sundubu. It, that's all I wanted when I was pregnant. And I don't like spicy food. Anyone knows me? Did not want it, but I wanted really spicy with grit when I was pregnant with Gabe. The other thing is Bill's favorite. Bill's my husband, and it's seafood pancakes, also known as pajan, right? Is that how it's pronounced? Oh, I got it right. Look at that. So it starts at 4 o'clock this afternoon. It's over Zoom. If you need the invite, come see me or come see one of us, and we'll get, we'll get you a link. And we don't want you to miss that, okay? All right. Next one is, sounds really cool, and it is Christmas service. Um, holy chow with not now this is something I've been asking for a long time which was taco trucks I'm super stoked holy guacamole is the message do we love our food here at CLC that being said let's taco about this amazing holy chow we have coming up next Sunday so it's in the parking lot and it's good food good people good company and my little notes here are it's I I Come on, the holy chows are awesome. So please RSVP over the Evite. If you need information about that, let us know, and we, we can get you connected to that, okay? Um, it would help to RSVP because we have to give food count and head count for preparation. Third announcement, Christmas Eve service, 5 p.m. at sun, um, on SDA on Friday, December 24th. So Christmas is falling on Saturday this year. So let's join in and ring the celebration of Jesus' birth on Friday, December 24th from 5 to 6 at SDA. So it's going to be a great time of singing and fellowship as one CLC family. And please make sure to be RSVP through the invite. And last but not least, there's no service on Sunday, December 26th. So we're not here to celebrate together, but we encourage you to spend time with your family and friends or visit um, another church to ring in the true meaning of Christmas. And remember, Jesus is the reason for the season, and we'll be back here that follow- for service that following Sunday. So not 12-26, but I think it was, what, 12- what, January 2nd, so after the new year. And now we have a special installment just back from all of us um, for hashtag WeAreCLC. It's a video from our TJ trip and our TJ team. Jesús, Messi, 
Today's event <coughs> passage is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, <coughs> during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people, <clears throat> all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, For this is what the prophet has written, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be shepherd, my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on the way. And the star they had seen where it rose went ahead of them, and it stopped over the place where the child was. <clears throat> when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened the treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they return to their country by another route. Thank you very much, Alice. There are few um, Bible verses in the in the Bible that I really, really cherish, and. As you saw the uh, TJ video, uh, one of them is Matthew chapter 25, 40. And the king um, pleads, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of these of my brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, You know, Christmas is one of those uh, time, the season of the year where where gifts are given and gifts are received. Now, I want to throw out a question this morning. Is that is there like a certain gift that you're craving right now? Or is there a gift that like you're, you're like, this is what I want for Christmas? Well, I, I do. Okay, I, I do. Um, this morning, Gordon was praying. And Gordon was saying that, you know what, Asians don't like to receive Right to to kind of get accolades. No, I I, I love to receive. Okay, guys, <laughs> and there is one special gift that I would like to receive um, this time of the year. Actually, it's not this time of the year. It's actually next year. Um, I really really desire that um, more people will be going down to TJ to be the hands. And the feats uh, for God. Uh, 
And I'm actually calling out all the young adults. Okay, guys? Young adults, okay? Next year, around August, when we launched our mission month, you're just going to come up and say, you know, Pastor Ben, I'm there for you. I want to go. And Amy Lim, um, if do I see it? No. If you're watching, um, <laughs> the MCM is calling out your name, okay? I don't know what you did, right? MCM Eddie and Maggie and all the staff are asking for Amy. I don't know what you did, Amy. So anyways, so that is, that is my Christmas wish for next year. Now, today, today uh, we just saw, we just heard uh, the Magi's giving the gifts to our Lord Jesus Christ the Savior. In Matthew chapter 11, chapter 2 verse 11, we just read, On the coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And they opened their treasures and presented him with the gift of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, the first gift being gold, right? Gold. To acknowledge that Jesus is the king and he needs to be the king of our lives. The second gift, being frankincense. Now, this gift was used by the priest in the temple of Jerusalem to signify that Jesus is the, our highest priest who intercedes us before the Father. So we have gold, we have frankincense. Now the third gift being myrrh. Now this word myrrh in Hebrew, more, was probably the most strangest gift of all. You see, myrrh during that time was used as a beauty supplement, perfume, a painkiller, antiseptic. And finally it was used as an embalming fluid for the dead. Now, have you guys ever thought about, now, you know what, these three gifts, now, these three gifts are kind of crazy gift for a two-year-old child, huh? Now, diapers or maybe onesies, now, in this case, it's the twosies because, you know, we speculate that Jesus was about two years old, right? Now, when I was younger, when I was younger, you know, I, I-, I like lavish gifts, I like one of those big box gifts. And during the gift exchanges, I would pick the largest one among the gifts. Now, I learned early on that the largest one, they don't mean anything. It's those, the, the, the unwrapped or the messiest wrapped, or it's one of those small gifts that had a lot of value. You know, since we're thinking about gifts, giving gifts, receiving gifts, you know what? I, I thought about gifts. Y- you know, um, I-, I like those gifts that you would spend a long time as you pray and you know, you know what? What does that person want? And you kind of know and you go like out of your way to go and get that gift. Because gifts reflect the character of the giver. Gifts reflect the character of the giver. Now, now think about this. Think about this. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Amazing. 
lavishing gifts. Now, as I was preparing, right, as I was preparing, now, what was the most lavishing and most expensive gift that I had ever received in my lifetime? And I, and I just came to the conclusion, it was a car, that my parents bought me a brand new car, right, brand new car, but, hey, gold, come on, this tops it, right? You know how long it took the Magi's to deliver the gifts? Now, they didn't have Amazon's drivers back then, okay? The researchers say that it took the wise men two and a half years traveling almost over 9,000 miles one way, one way to bring these gifts to Jesus. I don't know about you guys, but you know what? That is one committed delivery person. So these three gifts were physical, they were monetary, they were very, very extravagant, and their values, very, very values being good on this earth. Once again, the gifts reflect the character of the giver. But this morning, today, I would like to unwrap a very, very special gift that came through Jesus Christ. This gift being very monumental, a revolutionary, a spiritual gift that is valuable in the court of heaven and in time as well as in eternity. Now, those three gifts that I just mentioned, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, they were monetary, they were costly, they were time-consuming. Now, but it didn't cost the Magi's everything that they had. Just only a little. Maybe a part. Maybe half what they had. Whereas this special gift that I'm about to unwrap, the gift of Jesus. And Paul mentions this in Philippians chapter 2, verse 8, 6 through 8. He says, Him and everything Jesus left heaven, came to this earth, and he humbled himself as he poured out himself unto death, death on a cross. Now, why did God give us this special gift? First, it was given to us so that we know that we are loved. Now, think about this. Typically, when you give a gift, you give it to somebody to express of your love, don't you? No, seriously. When you give a gift, once again, it reflects the giver. You would want to give a gift because, you know what? You love that person. You like that person. I mean, that's why you would spend a long time spending around, going around, you know, department stores like these days, you know, just surf through the Amazon app, right? Spend a lot of money to give that perfect gift to your special loved one. Why? Because true love can never be passive. It's always an active. People need to demonstrate their loves. Because love remembers, right? Love remembers. And do you guys remember a couple, couple of months, was it a couple of months ago? I told you that love and gases can never be contained. You just got to let it out. 
You got to let it out. Okay, now, don't go around passing around gases, okay, guys? Okay, don't do that. Love is an active thing. It's an active emotion. Now, back in my previous church, I did a lot of premarital and marital counselings to a lot of young couples. And they had problems. They had issues. And they came. And I listened to a lot of the young couples and their stories. And I've noticed in their marriages, two years, three years, Something is wrong. And I, I came to the prescription that the principal reason why they're having this issue is that the couple, somewhere along the line, they had to stop giving. They stopped giving their time. They, they stopped giving their energy. They stopped giving care and concerns because they were so busy. Both of them, right? Right? They're both working. They're, they were so busy that they stopped caring for one another. They stopped caring. Even just a little token to say, you know what, I love you. I, I love you. You know, when you guys in this honeymoon stage, right, you know, the word I love you, maybe it could be rampant. And I'm looking at Kaylin right now. She's just a newlywed and and I just pray that Stephen and Kaylin, every morning they wake up, I love you, I love you, I love you. But somewhere down the road, two years, three years, those of you guys who are married for, you know, at 25 or 35 or 45 years, when was the last time you heard your husband, your wife say to you, I love you? For just no reason, just I love you. Not because you had cooked something, not that you had given something, just the fact that, you know what, you just wake up in the morning, you turn around and it says, you know what, I love you. And this one very special gift, gift of Jesus, demonstrates that, you know what, we are loved by him. You know, someone once said that you can tell the depth of a well by how much of the rope that is lowered. Did you get that? Somebody once told me that you could tell the depth of a well by how much the rope is being lowered. You could tell the depth of God's love by how much rope was lowered by sending his son from heaven. Wrapped in a, in a very, very simple package. In a In a manger. Lowering the ropes of hope so that you and I could be saved. And this is the very cord of God's nature. And that's why God says, or the Bible says, God is what? God is love. Now, you know, the whole idea of God is love, it is so easy on the ears, isn't it? I'm serious. It's, it's, we've heard it. The message is not something new. But sometimes it's really, really hard on the mind to actually grasp that God really loves me. I mean, it really, really blew John the Apostle's mind. This is what he said, Behold, what manner of love. In another way, what kind of love is this, John the Apostle says. I mean, the concept of his love was so different. God's love is different from ours because 
Human love is very, very object-oriented, while God's love is subject-oriented. If you don't believe me, when you see an object, we often say things like, "Mm, I like that. We place value on an object, don't we? We go, hey, I like that. I I want that. I want to drive that. I want to live in that. Object-oriented. And I'm loving, and we are loving that object because I deem that person or the property as valuable because maybe of the personalities, their looks, their value. Now, this is our love. But God's love is very different. It's not object-centered. It's very, very subject-focused. If you don't believe me, you know, as I'm spending, you know, Advent, one morning I woke up and, you know, Advent is like a kind of a foreshadowing of the Easter that is going to happen in April. I, I know I'm I'm kind of getting ahead of 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 the of the of the time, but you know what? I feel like Advent is the foreshadowing, is the preparation for the Easter to come. And on on Easter, right, the death on the cross. What was Jesus' first word on the cross? Does anybody know? Do you know what was Jesus' very first word on the cross? When the Roman soldiers placed the spike and the nails on his hands, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. When more nails were applied to his feet, he once cried out again, Father, forgive them. And finally, when the cross was raised up, he once again said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. I don't know about you guys, but if I were to die for somebody, I would probably very, very be selective. If I were to sacrifice for somebody, don't we have this notion that, you know what, I would like to do it for some people that I love. But for my enemies, forget it. There is no way in the world or that I would have a hard time sacrificing for some people that are simply my enemies. And yet, the first word that Christ cries out on the cross was that, Father, forgive them. So contrary to our love, it is so different. Now, some of us who are hearing this message, God is love, God loves us, could be thinking like, you know what? There is no way that God could love someone like me. There is no way 
that God could love someone like me. Do you know what kind of a person I am? You know, whenever I go and evangelize and I tell them about God's love, they always tell me, don't you know what kind of a person I am? Do you know what I have done? Even my closest friends and my, my, my spouses have rejected me. You know, um, as I was preparing for this sermon, all of a sudden, the Lord showed me to an incident that happened. When I was in seminary, I was serving in a very small church. And, and I still remember very, very vividly. There was an incident that happened in a high school nearby where this girl, this girl murdered the valedictorian, the smartest kid in his class, in our little class. She had murdered, she had killed. Do you know why? Because she could never become the number one. As time was, was, was crunching by, she wanted to become the valedictorian in, in, the, in the graduating year, and because of this person, and so what she decided to do was she hired, or I mean she conned her boyfriend to kill the smartest kid on the campus. And this was all over the news. And I remember this being so vivid because it, it, it really, really made our church. Because she was in our youth group. And I remember as she was indicted and she was sentenced to jail. I remember going and visiting. And I remember her, her words saying to me, there is no way that God could love someone like me. But why would God love someone who just killed? Why does God love you and I? Just because. It's because it's nature. And this very, very special gift represents his ultimate character. Gifts reflect the character of the giver. And God gave this gift because he's love. The second thing that this represents, this gift, one special gift represents is that we can be forgiven. The second special gift is given so that this gift can forgive us. Now, notice I didn't say the gift means that we will automatically be forgiven. But there is a possibility that you can be forgiven. And that's what Paul says, what a difference between our sin and God's generous gift of forgiveness in Romans 5.15. So you may be wondering, so how can we be forgiven? Well, which leads to the third value of the gift. It has to be received. You have to open it. You have to receive it. The gospel, that, that sounds so familiar, doesn't it? 
especially for those who grew up in the church. You've been in the church. We've all heard it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. God came out of heaven and the earth and was born in a manger, grew up and died on a cross, rose from the dead. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. God loves me. God loves her. God loves the sick. God loves the poor. God loves the weak. Yeah, I get it. But do you? But do you? Because it means that you and I can be forgiven. We've titled the sermon series, It's a Simple Story. And a lot of times, we feel like it's too simple. In other religions, there are so many ways for us to meet God, and yet God came down to earth. And all we have to do is just to receive it. And yet, quite often, some of us, a lot of us, I've heard it before. And we go about and say, you know what, it's too easy. It's good to know. But do you really know? Do you really, really understand? You know, as a father to two kids, they're not kids anymore, they're adults. One of the most beautiful things, one of the beautiful sight on Christmas morn was seeing my two children get up. I mean, you know what? I never tell them to get up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, but they get up really early in the morning. I, I could hear them, you know what, running down the stairs like, like Usain Bolt, right? And, and they go down, right? They go down and they, they're, they're tearing open that wrapping paper off the gifts, which, by the way, has their names on it. Now, those of you guys know what I'm talking about. It's the most beautiful gift. Once again, the gifts reflect the giver, the character of the giver. And as a father, as a parent, you want to give something so special. I mean, it's beautiful. And, and as, as they're tearing open that wrapping paper, man, it's an art. It's an art form. Actually, it's not. It's as crazy as just tearing it open. But you know what? I've never seen any of my kids on Christmas morning. They're running down the stairs. They stop in front of the Christmas tree. They see a gift with their names on it. And they would just stare at it. Oh, this is so cool, Dad. Oh, my name. Oh, that's my gift. That is so cool, Dad. And you just simply stare. You know, last night, uh, we, uh, me and my wife had our first white elephant exchange yesterday. And I told the guys, I said, like, you know, can I take the gift that I get? So I, 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 won't, I won't open it because I need to use it as a sermon illustration. And, and the people said, no, no, you got to open it because, you know, if you like it, we're going to steal it, okay? <laughs> and so, so that gift... You know what, I, I knew what it was, and I didn't want to use it. Now, I had received another gift. I, I think I know what it is. I, I didn't open it. I know what it is. It, it's got my name on it. But quite often, quite often, 
we do exactly what I'm just explaining to you guys. You know what? We look at the gift. It has my name on it. But we just look at it. Oh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Wow. I mean, what good is it? Don't you have to open the gift? Don't you have to use the gift? Don't you have to try on the gift? Maybe exchange a gift for a larger size or a smaller size. And in my case, it's usually the larger size. But you have to use it. You have to open it. You have to receive it. Or it's of no value. And so it is with this gift, the gift of Jesus. And the gift has been brought to you. It has your name on it. John, Tim, Bobby, Jane, Jennifer, Jamie. But it's no use if you don't receive it. But people do. In the Gospel of John, we were told that Jesus is, is coming. Jesus and he says, in John chapter 1, 11 to 12, he says, you know what? He came unto his own people, but his own people did not receive him. But as many did receive to them, God gave the power to become his children. If you receive it, you will become the children of God. And that he has given us the power to do so. You know, this season, you might open up a present and maybe it's not the gift that you wanted. You'll look at it and you go, oh, it's not what I wanted. Well, then it's not your birthday either. So, But whether it's that you want it or not, this special gift, you get it. You could receive it. And the present, the gift that is present to you is of his love. What's in front of us right now is his forgiveness through the gift so that we will have eternal life. But in order to get these love, forgiveness, eternal life, you got to open it. You got to receive it. You got to open the package that has your name on it. My youngest brother, um, for the longest time, hated hand me downs. I am the oldest. We have a middle one, and our youngest brother. We have three three boys in our family, and he hated all the all the. The oldest brother, you know, hand-me-down clothes, shoes, backpack, and everything. Now, when he started to drive, now, our youngest one was the most clumsiest. He's the most clumsiest. He would lose things. He would break things. I remember one time when he first got his license, and, of course, he he got the family hand-me-down car. A very, very, you know, rickety, old, it's been driving for 20 years. I still remember Buick Regal, red Buick Regal. He, He had received it. He hated it. 
And he would say, you know, how come the, you know, how come Ben gets a brand new car and, and David is the second child. David gets a new car. How come I can? And she's complaining and complaining, complaining. And I don't know if he did it on purpose or not, right? So he got his, his license within a whole month, right? Within like maybe 15 days, he got into an accident. Totally destroy the car, right? And now my dad, right, my dad got the insurance for it and he had a little bit more money. And on, I still remember, on that Christmas morn, my dad gave my youngest brother a gift. He had placed the, the gift on the bottom of the Christmas tree. He had placed the name on it. And my, I, I can still remember, when my brother opened it, fell out a hat. It was just a ball cap, a cap, a hat, has Honda on it. And I could still really imagine, he looks at it and goes, you could have just seen his face. I I knew he didn't like it. And he opened it and he goes, oh, it's a hat. Whoa, whoopee. And he tried to get all excited for it. Oh, Oh, thank you, Dad. It's all what I always wanted and he was about to leave because he was disappointed. And my dad stopped. Mike, stop. Look inside the hat. And so he looked. And in the crevice, the seams, taped to it, my dad had bought my youngest son, a brand new Honda Accord. You got to look. You got to look inside. And inside the hat were the keys to a brand new car that he had always wanted. You see, you got to take the hat in order to get the keys. You have to open the gift to get the car. You have to take the gift that God gave us in order to know of his love, his forgiveness, eternal life. Because if you never open the gift, you'll never be able to receive Jesus Christ and you will never know. But if you do, it's like a package deal. And it's the greatest benefit now and forever. And for those of you guys who have never have taken the gift as your own personal gift, I'll guarantee you, it is the best gift that you will ever receive. It will be the best gift that you would ever know it will be better than gold. It will be the best gift that you will ever receive in your entire life. One of the debrief questions that we were supposed to fill out after coming back from TJ was, what did you learn? What are you living differently And I had a hard time 
sitting on my computer trying to answer that question. And all of a sudden, God said, but the Holy Spirit just kind of stirred in my heart. Why didn't I accept Jesus at an earlier on in my life? I mean, I've been going to church all my life. I'm the fourth generation Christian in my family. I have pastors living in or rummaging through my family line. And all of a sudden, as I was writing the answer to that question, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit began to just kind of, why didn't I accept Jesus? And I had numerous and numerous of times when that opportunity came. You see, I think this is a chocolate. You're never going to receive, you're never going to know how sweet, okay, once again, I think it's chocolate, it is chocolate. You're never going to taste this unless you open it. And I'm telling you, the gift of God through Jesus, it is the best gift that you will ever receive in your entirety. Let's bow our hearts. You know, our God loves so little over the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe that will receive this gift. You know, Lord, this is what we talked. We talked about your love, your forgiveness, your life. But you know what, Lord? Um, some of us who are sitting in this room, there's probably thinking if, what if? You know, there's always a choice that we make that, that is in front of our lives. Sometimes, Father God, Lord, that choice that we make is never automatic. You know, Lord, um, just because we are raised by a Christian parents or in a spiritual home and given values, I mean, we've heard this gospel again and again and again. And now, Lord, um, I pray, Father, Lord, that either we have a relationship with you or we don't. So this morning, I pray that if there's anybody in this room that has never received or opened this gift, Father God, would you just tug at his heart? Would you allow him to to look at it, to examine it. And maybe this year, 2021, will be a time where he actually opens or she opens the one of the greatest gift that we will ever receive in our lifetime. Father God, we, we thank you for this gift. Because for the Magi's, it only costs partiality. But Father God, I, I, I know that it cost you everything to send your very own son to die on the cross. Father God, as we, you know, fast-paced world, as we go through this, help us remember. It is the reason. It is the reason. You are the reason for us to celebrate. And I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that all of us will celebrate because we would have Jesus in our heart.
Father, thank you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, we're going to continue to respond with some more musical worship, but I invite you to continue to reflect on Pastor Ben's message, um, asking that question, have I received the gift of God um, that is offered to you? And if, if that's a no and you want to, we are so excited for you. And we've got some awesome prayer ministers in the back. We've got Julie, some pastors back there who would love to pray with you through that. Um, and if you also just have some, some prayer needs or would like to receive a prayer of blessing over you and your family. That is also available back there. So make your way back there at any time. Um, but we're going we're gonna to sing. We're going to worship. Um, feel free to stand, sit, kneel, um, pray in your hearts over this gift that we've been given. Lord, our
with the angels Lift up your voices Join in the song of hope This is Christmas Let's do that again Sing with the angels Lift up your voices benediction this morning based on Isaiah chapter 9. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in deepest night are lit up with a brilliant sight. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The spread of his influence and of his peace will never end. Therefore go out into the world with great joy and the grace of Bethlehem's child the love of the God who never ceases to amaze and the fellowship of the Spirit who never wearies will be with you this holy night, today and evermore. Thanks be to God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all for joining us once again this Sunday. Just a few quick announcements before we leave. Again, we have prayer in the back available to you. And if you have your tithes or offering, please make those online at christianlayman.org. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you again for our Christmas service next week.